Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Generation Gap Show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM in St Albans. We hope you enjoy it. This is the Generation Gap presented by me, Claudia, and him, Clive. Hello. In this program, we are going to explore differences and similarities of being a teenager now and in past generations. I am a 21st century girl and Clive is baby boomer. That is a teenager in the late 60s and early 70s. What are the differences and similarities in the way that we live our lives? We are going to try and find out. This is the Generation Gap show on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Right, hello, good evening, welcome to the Generation Gap Show, and not with Claudia again, but this time with special guest Chloe. Hello, Chloe. Hello. And uh, we'll talk about uh, about you somewhere along the line here, but we're going to talk about sleep today. We are indeed. And uh, it's an interesting subject, and I've chosen another subject, uh, like recently we did one about toothbrushes, just a one-word subject, because that gives you lots and lots of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so Chloe, we're going to talk about sleep, and in sort of terms of... Um, the advice that you get these days, there's always a medical advice on everything. Mm-hmm. And we're all doing sleep wrong. We're all um, not sleeping enough. I think that's the main sort of message I keep getting. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm sure you don't watch television till late in the evening or, say, looking at your phone after, say, 11 o'clock at night or anything like that, do you? Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of guilty of that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. So am I. Um, but, I mean, the advice is that's a bad thing to do yeah. because it upsets your sleep patterns. No, yeah. No, yeah, I do, I do definitely agree with that because like, it's the light, isn't it? And it just it distracts you. I mean, the point of going to sleep is that you're slowly unwinding, that, you know, a good book should be better, like there should be warm lighting, not bright lights which is what your phone and your tv causes to your eyes and then cause a bit of trouble getting off to sleep after that oh you know what you're talking about excellent yeah. i mean <laughs> <laughs> this is um this is the thing about blue colored light which comes from phones and that mm. but i mean some of the new phones now i've got a, a, a mode a night mode and so after after it's getting dark and they know when it's getting dark because mm-hmm. they're clever they switch over to a different color and it's a yeah. sort of more yellowy color isn't it yes they naturally dim in fact uh, the other day i was traveling uh, to go see a friend of mine in sutton on sea and as it got darker throughout the day the sat nav changed to dark as well to help with my eyesight as well so they are very clever like you know not, not only when you're in bed but when you're out and about they know it's getting darker so it will switch over for you okay well that's supposed to help but i'm not sure how much it really helps <laughs> no not that much um, <laughs> i think the, the message i've got from reading lots and lots of these articles about sleep because there's all sorts of researchers doing these things and mm-hmm. saying oh no people have got it all wrong what they should do is this or don't do that yeah and as the advice is about um you know you need something like eight hours sleep yeah until quite recently we were told that older people didn't need so much sleep yeah uh, that's now apparently been turned over and say oh, everybody needs eight hours sleep yeah and some people are suggesting nine now i think nine's quite tricky in yeah. our in our modern life it, it is i actually looked up the national sleep foundation recommendation for ages and how long they should sleep uh, between each hour and yeah the 65 plus years are seven to eight hours i was actually speaking to someone today who is in that age bracket of 65 plus and she said to me she's lucky she gets five hours sleep 
So, you know, it, it, I think it depends on you personally, not only just down to your age, but like what you do. Like, you know, if you have a busy day, like exercising and like you're running around doing a bit more than what you usually do compared to like a day where you've had a bit more of a, a calmer day. I think it completely depends on your lifestyle as well as like, you know, how much sleep you really need. There's all sorts of um, myths and so on, aren't there, about mm. um, what you eat before yeah. this or drink. Yeah. And obviously, if you drink too much, like you've been down the pub for a few hours, yeah. um, then you basically wake up because you have to go out to the visit the little room, don't you? Yes, you do. Um, and uh, other things like that. And this sort of don't eat cheese before bed. Yep. My mum told me that all the time and my nan they said do not eat cheese before bed to be fair though i did get nightmares as a child eating cheese but i think that might that it could have been mentally it could be the fact my nan and mum told me i was going to get nightmares that i did you know it depends i think that's right and um of course nightmares um uh, is one of those things you, you i suppose it's yes oh you have to get to sleep properly and don't eat this before you go to bed otherwise you'll have nightmares mm-hmm. that sounds like the other sorts of things about not walking in the woods because of the big bad wolf yes <laughs> <laughs> yes okay we're talking about sleep here on the Generation Gap show today and um, there's lots of things which I think you learn as a child about sleeping Yeah. and one of the most important things that people know is whether you're good at waking up in the morning or not and also about sort of whether you go to bed um, at a sensible time or you can stay up all night doing things. I have to say that when I was young, for example, we had three television channels. That right. Was it. That was total. <laughs> yeah. And um, they actually closed down in the evening i mean probably at 10:30 to 11:30 at different times i think like itv stayed a bit longer than the others but bbc sort of had the news and then they just closed down afterwards yeah so you couldn't stay up all night to watch television yeah so that's one of the things that's changed drastically because you could stay up every night all night with watching binge watching something for example which yeah. are, again wasn't something you could have done before because there wasn't a way of recording television before no ah oh. um so um these I have seen classifications, you know, people are owls or they're larks. Mm -hmm. Larks get up early in the morning, jump out of bed, refreshed, welcoming the day at 6.30 in the morning or something like that. Yeah. And obviously owls are the ones who basically are grumpy and don't get up very early. Yeah. And then go to bed very late. Now, of course, stereotypically, young people are the ones who just basically can't get up in the morning. Yeah, we get a bad rep for that, don't we? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, we do, yeah. I mean, from personal experience personally i'm very much an early riser because it's been like brought i've been brought up with it like i come from a background of farmers like we're all with the type of people who get up get ready i kind of actually feel guilty if i sleep in longer than say nine o'clock in the morning i mean that's a line for me in, in, in my household like if i get past that then i'm doing very well but I, I get up and i just feel like i've wasted part of the day so i'm very much like a get up go get the day done and then you know then rest in the evening that's my thing and is that even the case like this time of year when it's winter and it's still dark till you know eight o'clock in the morning or something in some i don't points. know it's, it's quite sweet i i like it i thing is i love winter it's my favorite time of year so like i i, I really i i'm quite happy with it really so you're well of course you're not actually a teenager now you're you're yeah. still a young person yeah but uh, you're breaking the stereotype yeah i mean i did i mean i'll admit i did sleep in a bit of uni um but uh, it was different though isn't it because like because like for me because i was a drama student i'd be in the theater from about 10 o'clock till about 10 11 o'clock at night rehearsing and then i'd go home go to bed and then i'd get up about what nine o'clock um if i didn't have rehearsals till about 11 12 i'd probably stay in till about that time then go out but that but the sleep but 
how much I worked during the day kind of made up for it because then by the time I got to bed it was quite late and then I'd sleep in to make up for that and then catch up and so on and so forth. But you got the idea you needed so much sleep you just averages it over a week or yeah, something Yeah, like basically, that. yeah. I'm, I'm terrible. If I don't get enough sleep, I'm just, I'm a wreck. So, yeah, I need sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and do, do you get sort of eight hours as, as um, I would say recommended? on average yeah I get seven to eight hours a night I would say because my my jobs at the moment mean I have to work in the evening time so I usually don't get home till about half eleven so half eleven twelve by the time you get to sleep so I'm usually up again about seven eight o'clock in the morning that doesn't add up to eight hours well all right <laughs> midnight to eight if I'm lucky yeah, around about that time <laughs> okay I was just working out because I, I um yeah I, I'll talk about it perhaps in a minute but I I've tried using these sleep tracking devices of various mm -hmm. kinds yeah. and um, it's quite interesting because it's not just about the number of hours you sleep but also it's the um, circadian rhythm I think it's called yeah basically you you sort of dip in and out of deep sleep every 90 minutes theoretically yes. yes yeah and so you need to have several 90 minute cycles during the the um night time yeah that, that was one of my notes <laughs> yeah i um I, I was told that years ago when i was at school that we leave we sleep in 90 minute sections so i was always told if you want to get up and not feel groggy or awful make sure that you wake up in one of the 90 minute cycles when it naturally ends so that you can get up and feel refreshed I don't know how you can control that, though, of course. Well, I was told, say, for instance, you went to sleep at midnight and then you set an alarm for six o'clock, you will wake up and feel fine. And to be fair, I tested it and I did feel fine. So, you know, if anyone's out there want to give it a go, you know, time it correctly, set your alarm, you should wake up quite happy. OK, well, there's a good tip for starters. Yeah. Um, OK, we'll have some more tips, perhaps, from you after this. You've obviously, you've obviously thought about this quite a lot, which is interesting. <laughs> now, there's a reason to have sleep, of course, mm -hmm. and basically, I think... The reason is that it allows your body to kind of uh, recuperate from yes. the day. Yeah. And it allows your brain to basically pick up all the things that it's learnt over the day. I mean, this is, to me, um, I always try and avoid the analogy of your brain being a computer because they're obviously really quite different. But yeah. some of the ways or the inputs and outputs are similar. Yeah. So if you think about it during the day, um, everything you have seen everything you've heard mm -hmm. everything you've said yeah everything you've smelt everything you've touched is all kind of recorded in some way yeah and then your brain when you're sleeping pulls out all the bits of it and sort of files it away that's yeah. that's my thought yeah i think that's the explanation it's, it's only a simplistic one it's not obviously really what happens yeah but obviously um it enables you then to remember all these things later and file away so you walk in somewhere and you smell something and, oh that reminds me of somewhere you know yeah yeah and now no computer can do that because they haven't invented smelly uh, No, but they're probably getting there. I'm sure they are, yes. <laughs> um, and, but that, the point about that is, you know, the idea that every single thing you've ever said or heard is all locked away in your brain somewhere is quite fascinating by itself, isn't it? Yeah, no. Well, when, when I was researching it, yeah, it was saying about how, like, you know, when you go to sleep, that is your time for your brain to just, you know take every, as you said take everything you've done that day and, and put it and file it and sort it all out and it's, it's just it's quite amazing when you think about that because obviously I don't think people really there are some people out there who don't consider their sleep that important who will like I know drink coffee and try and stay awake longer but what they don't realise is that you need to sleep you need to let your brain rest and, and sort that all out and, and shut down you need to turn off so it can like restock basically and then sort itself out and refresh itself ready for the next day i'd hope people would realize that i can't remember when it was but i do remember an occasion when i effectively didn't sleep for i think three days yeah 
And I was having hallucinations by the end of really? that. Really? I mean, you know, you just don't know what you're doing at all. Yeah. Or what time of day it is and the rest of it. Yeah. And I would think you, you get into that state quite quickly. I think it was two or three days. I was on a very long journey, which had all gone terribly wrong and yeah. stuck somewhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, that sort of thing. So I... I I'm convinced that that is an issue. So I, I'm also convinced that probably I should have a regular sleep pattern, which yes. is the advice you get. Yep, I do agree with that. So about, uh, I suppose, 18 months ago, I started trying out various um, apps oh, yeah. on my phone to do these things. And there's, yeah. there's any number of them that help you sleep. Um, most of them are combined with an alarm. And I found one which actually I feel is quite good. Yeah. And basically, um, I set it by my bedside every night. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, it's got an alarm, to, a time to wake up, but it hasn't got an exact time to wake up. It, I can set it so it has sort of, um, it's supposedly got some artificial intelligence in it, of course. So it makes an assessment about when I've hit, hit the end of the sleep cycle yeah. within the sort of p- parameters of the time I've suggested. Yeah. Um, and I think that does seem to work. So it make, wakes me up gently at the right time, you see. Ah, okay. It uh, has a very persistent alarm and I have to reach out and touch it and sort of, scroll across the screen to make it go away yeah so i do have to wake up to do it um and that also then gives me a complete sort of chart of my ups and downs over the night and my circadian rhythms and all the rest of it yeah and it shows me when i'm awake or i'm half awake or i'm asleep yeah um and so it it does convince me however there's another one i have which is um i can use simultaneously on my watch because mm-hmm. i've got one of these smart watches folks. yeah um, and what's interesting, of course, is comparing the results from that to the other one because they're both apparently measuring my sleep at the same period. Yeah. And they come out with totally different answers, which is a bit annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I haven't done anything... Uh, the only thing I did, I think, as a child, I was given, like, a, a, a like a cheap watch thing that, like, tracked me to see how I was getting on while I was sleeping. Um, I've never actually tried anything like that, though, but I like the idea that it's assessing what you're... Like, it's, it's assessing what you're sleeping. It's generally saying right okay you're about here now because they were saying that you know you sleep in stages that you know you you go through stage one stage two stage three stage four stage one is like where you're drifting off and like where um you uh like you're you're at that part where if someone jolted you awake you were like half asleep half gone and then you go into stage two where um you're getting deeper and deeper stage three and then stage four you are out and that is the time for like your brain to uh sort everything out to rest and um and then you slowly come out of those stages so if that um if that is doing that for you i mean that's really quite clever really i think so i'll I'll show you the results okay anyway you're listening to the generation gap show here radio verulam 92.6 fm with me clive and this week with chloe Hello. and um we're talking about sleep Mm -hmm. because it's uh, one of these things that i would say has been medicalized in the sense that um there's now all sorts of reports and articles and both chloe and i've read various articles about sleep and all the advice you get it's the usual thing there's far too much advice and probably it's contradictory Yes. There are some standard things. And basically, um, if you don't get enough sleep, then it causes you problems, Mm -hmm. which may be sort of temporary in the sense that you're tired for a few days or you don't feel very well, but actually can cause much more serious problems for people who have got other things um, like... Uh, things with heart problems and so on like that Um, and it is quite serious effect you can have from not sleeping properly Mm -hmm. so you have to take it seriously you do yeah and um, I feel that you know when I do have a good night's sleep it certainly feel much better in the mornings I'm I'm a bit like you I do get up quite early or can do just because I don't have to I don't necessarily get up that early I haven't got any cows to milk or anything like that Uh, I haven't got that but yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you said you work on a farm so you live on a farm well you don't live on a farm but you yeah, yeah, well, we have, yeah, yeah, we have to get a bit early, but you know, yeah, I mean, no, 
I mean, it, it is really important because I don't think people sometimes realize how important sleep is. Like, the fact, you can get a heart attack, you can have a stroke. Um, also, as well, I read you can put on weight if you don't uh, have enough sleep uh, because you're not giving your organs the correct amount of time to rest. Therefore, they overwork and therefore they feel like they need to eat all the time. Goodness. Yeah. So you put on weight, not sleeping. I mean, I think that's the whole thing about <clears throat> when you eat in the daytime. That's another sort of subject. But, you know, yeah. if you, people tell you breakfast is the most important meal of the yes. day. And obviously during the day, you breakfast can you sort of work it all off, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. But if you have a big meal in the evening and probably with a few glasses of wine, that sort of thing like that, yeah, yeah. it's probably diabolical in terms of getting your sleep at night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely really important. It's all terribly complicated living, isn't it? It is, it is, because everyone has an opinion, don't they? Everyone has their own study, everyone has their own version of why you should do this and why you should do that when it comes to sleep, because it is so incredibly important. I mean, I mean, if you look at, for instance, 100 years ago, we were actually sleeping two hours more than we are today. We were actually sleeping nine hours, but these days, most of us only have time for seven. I think also, obviously, <clears throat> um, say, go back a couple of hundred years, mm. didn't have electric lights and no. artificial lighting and so on no. and so basically you would have probably said oh it's dark now i'll go to sleep yeah exactly and, um that probably was actually quite a good thing to do yeah and you, you had no yeah because we didn't have um we didn't have lights we didn't have phones we didn't have computers we have tvs nothing like that to disrupt our normal sleeping pattern so we were a lot more natural a lot more um yeah connected to the world a bit more in the sense of the fact that if it got, got dark we'd go to sleep if it got light we'd wake up there you go done and dusted Makes sense, except in the winter when presumably you wouldn't have very much light, so you'd be your working day would be a lot shorter. Yeah, it would be a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it? yeah, I like that idea. You know, yeah. when it's dark, go home and sleep. All right, fine, happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, it is one of those things which is something you sort of learn as you get older. I mean, you're obviously already into it, and I think that's one of the other things about today mm-hmm. that if you want to look for some advice you go to dr google yes and you can find out information in reams about anything and you just yeah. type in sleep mm-hmm. and you get 46 million sort of hits on it yeah um and you probably could have lots and lots of advice which is um not terribly helpful yeah and suddenly you've got all these problems that's wrong with you and all these diseases that you never knew you had because it's making um, freaking you out which is not going to help with the sleep pattern either <laughs> i know a cousin of mine was a medical student and he said that every week they learned about something and then half the class thought they got the symptoms of it that, yeah that week. yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so i mean the other thing is obviously people have sort of routines and i suppose one of the advice things is to have a regular routine so you go to bed the same time more or less every day yeah you wake up the same time every day yeah and then people have sort of what i would call rituals about going to sleep mm-hmm. you know i have a glass of whiskey or something like that before yes. i go to sleep which is bad because that's alcohol that it is that's d- no should not do that and you have things like not eating cheese we mentioned earlier yeah also things like having a hot bath before you go to bed yes i've heard that one and also like a glass of warm milk yes that sends you off to quite nicely um yeah but i i agree i have my own little rituals that i do before i go to sleep and if i don't do them then i it, it is harder like like down to like positioning like when you go to sleep like how you set your pillows up the way you sleep like obviously like some people sleep better on their back some people sleep better on the side on their front and like just getting yourself comfortable and ready to go to sleep so uh, but yeah but personally i mean i know like for instance i i got into a a, a a phase of i couldn't go to sleep until i watched an episode of family guy um i've got myself out of that now though but that was the thing i had to watch every night before i went to sleep 
Okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, um, in the olden days, people did read before they went yes. to bed. And one of my cousins, I remember, she um, used to read because it did send her to sleep. And so yeah. um, she was, I stayed in the house once and it's, you sort of heard a thump yeah. as the book. She just dropped off onto the floor as she fell asleep. Yeah, but that, that actually disrupts my sleeping pattern. If I've got a really good book, I will stay up till one, two o'clock in the morning reading it. And as I'm waking up, I will be reading the book in my sleep. And then I'll wake up and go, that was weird and go, oh, there's the book and I'll start reading it. So I'll actually get less sleep because of a good book. I suppose what we're really saying is that everybody has... Well, everybody's different. We know that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so how you react to sleep is is different as well. Yeah. Um, I know I did at one point when I wasn't sleeping very well, went out and bought a new pillow. Yes. It was very interesting because I found out that the size of pillows has changed. They've got larger. Mm-hmm. And so all my pillowcases didn't fit, so I had to go and buy some new pillowcases as well. Ah, that's how they get you. But it, it <laughs> is a nice big sort of thick, comfy pillow. And it, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Well, there's different types of uh, pillows as well, like, you know, goose feather, like different types of feathers help with your sleeping pattern and whatnot as well oh and um i think uh, an old wives tale one is putting lavender under your pillow yes but no thank you i'm good (laughs) (laughs) now um we've got some advice here we've we've been looking at advice all over the place and there's very simple ones which are fairly consistent and so one of the things is obviously um if you've been very lazy all day sitting around not really doing anything much maybe watching television and so on Mm -hmm. you probably won't get to sleep very easily you need to actually do a bit of exercise nothing special just go and walk around the block or something walk the dog if you've got one (laughs) you have to do that anyway don't you (laughs) um also another thing about temperatures now your bedroom should be cooler than the rest of the house and certainly if you've got the central heating full on and your bedroom is hot that doesn't make it very helpful to sleep no it does not no it does not so it's good to have that sort of organized so your bedroom's cooler than the rest of the house mm-hmm. i mean if you've got your central heating you ought to make it sort of go off at some point early evening so that the yeah. house cools down anyway that would be a sensible thing i mean thing you're underneath for blanket anyway you know don't yeah. need the heating on as well <laughs> well exactly Oh, well, I have a duvet myself. Oh, oh, yeah, no, duvet, of course. Duvet, duvet, throw all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Just testing. (laughs) So we're finding out all about your sleep habits. Um, Okay, and, um, yeah, the thing about food and drink, um, there's all sorts of advice about eating this or not eating that or drinking this and so on. And I personally, I mean, I'm quite happy to drink a cup of coffee in the evening. I don't think it makes a difference to me at all, but I don't know, maybe I'm immune to nicotine or something. No, not nicotine, the other stuff. Caffeine. Yes, caffeine. <laughs> don't, don't, do ca- don't do nicotine. <laughs> don't fall asleep smoking. That's yeah, always no, a very no. bad idea. No, no. Fire hazard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a warm bath or even shower. I'm not sure a warm shower is the same, but these things help. Now, you found something quite interesting, which I hadn't heard about before. You're going to say about what you shouldn't do. Yeah, I read and i did not know this at all if something happens like a really bad event or something like happens where like you're probably going to remember it's going to scar you you really should wait six to eight hours before going to sleep like if something bad does happen i i mean it's happened to me like you feel very exhausted you feel like you just need to rest and just like you know get over it you shouldn't you should stay up as wake as long as you can at least six to eight hours otherwise it can become a long-term memory and a long-term traumatic memory so you really should not sleep this time (laughs) And that's the thing about your brain basically processing all the information from mm-hmm. the whole day. Yes. So if something really traumatic happened, it's actually not good because it, it embeds it into your memory it and it is. will come back as a nightmare and that sort of yeah. thing. Your brain is storing that, holding onto it, making it like a big red alert file in your brain. You don't want that. <laughs> Goodness, that is interesting, isn't it? Mm. Um, ah, okay, well, you see, it's, now we've got the advice, it's far too complicated. I we know have it is. to write a whole book on it now. We will, we will. <laughs> <laughs> So, let's sleep on it. Um, Right, so now uh, we 
sort of exhausted the things we've been talking about here about sleep. Yeah. And um, I don't know, do you think there's anything else that you've learnt from reading the, all the articles about it? Oh, like, I mean, obviously I knew about the mental side of it, how it's so important for mental health. Like, you know, if anyone who struggles with that kind of area of life, that they really need to get a good night's sleep because it does help a lot. But, like, just the fact that you could put on weight. I mean, that'd be funny. There's enough out there. I don't need more things to help me. And the fact of me not sleeping would mean you get put on weight. That's awful. That's terrible. What's the mechanism for that? It's just your body, sometimes it puts on weight because it thinks that you're going to be starving or in a starving yeah. situation or something it's like that. It's basically like we've been saying about how like sleep's so important like sleep uh, for the brain is like you know food for a human being so like if you're constantly awake your organs are constantly working your stomach is constantly working and it's thinking right okay so I've reached a period of time now we must eat now so your stomach is encouraging you to eat more because you've kept it awake longer and it hasn't rested yet it, then it's like because it works in like time slots like anything else in your body it's like okay time to eat again time to eat again if you're staying awake for like long vast amount of times you're going to keep eating therefore put on weight i did read this that different organs in your body all have their own sort of cycle of um, yeah. so, and the ideal is to get them all lined up and i'm not quite sure how you're supposed to do that other than have this regular pattern well i don't think they're supposed to be lined up because i think they're supposed to work in different times aren't they like the brain needs to sleep when you're sleeping it like work itself out while you're sleeping and i i think they all need to work in different times i don't think i don't agree with the fact it needs to all work in one moving motion i think they need to have their own time slots really okay it does sound very complicated it does i'm so glad i'm not a scientist Well, it's exciting, though, I presume, you're doing all this research. Yeah. I mean, there was a place down in the West Country somewhere, which is very famous um, for a long time, which was a sleep laboratory, because students used to do quite nicely. They sort of got paid to go down there and, and sleep and try out various things. And really? Rest it. it went on for years and years. I think it was one particular sort of researcher managed to sort of build up this whole great um, thing about the sleep lab. And everyone, mm-hmm. oh, the sleep lab. It was, I think it was in Somerset somewhere. And um, I don't think that's there anymore because it's probably everybody's taken over the idea and doing it all over the place. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised that it was set up in Somerset. <laughs> all having a nice little nap. All right, guys. <laughs> well, it's Devon's a place where the air makes you go to sleep, isn't it? I tell you what, I love Devon. It's a lot more calmer, a lot more chilled out in Devon. They've, they've got it right down there, I think. They're a lot more relaxed. So, yeah, I can see why they'd be able to sleep there compared to sleeping here, definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose that's true. And it, it's, it's the sort of busy lives we all lead these yeah. days is the issue isn't it? it you can't you can't stop easily no it's constant constant you can't say like going here there and everywhere when you go out to the country it's just a lot more relaxed like you know it's just go down to the pub have a pint go home that's it you're done for the day I mean, oh that's lovely that <laughs> i was in a little village in hertfordshire the other day and and uh, i hadn't been there for some time and I, I i thought suddenly stopped and thought well apart from going through all the flooded roads actually to get there yeah. but, but, but basically it had two village pubs and a church and i thought this is the place oh that's nice that because at least then everyone will know everyone you know it's a lot more relaxed you've got the pub i mean as long as i've got a pub i'm happy really <laughs> okay right we're learning lots about you today yeah we are a bit <laughs> Okay, um, but then you see that's bad because you're going to be drinking in the pub and then going home and you've been drinking too late so that you won't get to sleep. Oh, I'm young, I'm all right. <laughs> so you have to go to a pub two miles away, so afterwards you have to do a long walk to that's get home. That's a good point, yeah. So at least if I live two miles away, walk it, then I'll feel better. There you go. It does sound pretty good. That's sorted. Okay, yeah. I think perhaps we ought to wind up and sort of think about what it is we've um, been talking about today. Yeah. Would you like to try that? Oh, oh the pressure. What have we learnt today? Well... I've learnt um, that obviously sleep is very important. Then again, I think I already knew that before, but the importance of not only mentally but physically and how it affects you and um, and the different 
opinions of sleep in the world and like you know i think really the bottom line is you've got to do what's best for you obviously sleep is very important and you need to get some but i mean if you feel in yourself you feel happy and you feel healthy then i think you're doing it right really that would be my Mm. my learning from it all because i think everyone has their own opinion but only you know what's best for you and obviously when you have an alarm clock which most people do of some kind if Mm -hmm. it's on your phone or old-fashioned one with little bells on the top yeah yeah um i got one of those for my son to wake him up because he's very difficult getting up in the morning yeah and he threw it out basically because it was very loud oh yeah 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 okay well thanks and thanks chloe for coming along today it's been nice to uh do a program with you thank you for having me okay and um perhaps we'll see you again sometime yes that'd be lovely okay Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Generation Gap Show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you'll listen again to the show. You can subscribe from iTunes, Google Play and of course from Radio Verulam's own website, radioverulam.com.